At City of Hope, its innovative treatments for cancer and groundbreaking research have saved millions of lives all over the world. This is City of Hope Radio with your host, Melanie Cole. Radiation therapy plays a pivotal role in the treatment of cancer of all stages and can result in long-term curative outcome for patients with early-stage disease. My guest today is Dr. Sagas Sampath. He's a radiation oncologist at City of Hope Duarte. Welcome to the show, Dr. Sampath. What is stereotactic body radiation therapy, or SBRT? So SBRT is a uh, fancy acronym uh, that's been used for almost 10 years now, and really what it what it tries to encapsulate is the idea of ablation, um, of basically killing the cancer cells uh, at the time of delivery uh, so that the cells do not have the capacity to repair themselves. And that's a major contradistinction to um, previous podcasts that we have had covered on our program with radiation, where radiation therapy can be given to disrupt or damage DNA uh, um, in the cancer cell but the cancer cell still has a chance to repair. But with SBRT, it's a lot different. Uh, the dosing is generally four to five times more than traditional radiation uh, per session. And uh, the, the total number of treatments, as opposed to traditional treatment, usually lasting six to eight weeks, SBRT treatment uh, usually lasts about a week to week and a half. Uh, so it's a much shorter, more potent form of therapy to completely eradicate the cancer where it's given. So that's how it differs from conventional therapy. Can it be used with resection surgery? Is it something that's done in conjunction with other treatments, or is it standalone? Uh, it's, it was developed uh, to be a standalone uh, treatment. I mean, the, the mentality is very surgical uh, in the sense that, you know, just like with surgery, intuitively we think of the cancer being, you know, gone after the procedure. Uh, and so similarly, this type of radiation is delivered with that same intent and that same mentality. So typically, we are treating intact, uh, vis- visible tumors in the body. Um, it is uh, being used um, in patients who have already had surgery. Sometimes it's being done in patients who are about to have surgery. So the idea is maybe treating a rim of margin around the cancer to address any microscopic cancer and then maybe have the surgeon take out the visible or gross tumor. So it's being used in in all combinations, but its main role is uh, being used as a definitive uh, treatment. Is this an external beam type treatment or are there some internal parts to it? How does it work? So basically it's using the same linear accelerator that we have that that's very uh, that's common uh, at all of the radiation oncology clinics that are out there. It's just that the amount of radiation coming from the machine, so it's all external beam radiation, but the quantity and the way the beam is shaped as it enters the patient is quite different. So it has an elements of IMRT. I know we've talked about those terms on previous shows. It kind of uses a combination of IMRT modulation, dose shaping, uh, field shaping, but it uses it on a more, it's basically IMRT on steroids. Uh, It basically uses much more levels of shaping along with much more higher quantities of radiation dose. And so you put those two combinations together uh, and you focus it in, in on a tumor, let's just say in the lung, and you can ablate a cancer than in there. 
so that's that's really how it how it works. So how do you do these planning scans? How do you know where the tumor is located? So similarly to other radiation therapies, uh, traditional external beam radiation, we need to get a CT scan of the patient in order to map out where the therapy needs to go. So we, so for example, in the lung, uh, we get a patient to breathe um, normally. And in the lung, what's unique about the lung is that it 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 moves normally as the patient uh, breathes in and out, but the lung tumor that's surrounded by a normal lung also moves along with it. And so our, our task is to take into account that motion and those changes while the patient is actually breathing and take that into account at the time of treatment because other areas in the body are, tend to be more stationary, like the bone or things that are lower down in the pelvis. So we actually get a, what's called a four-dimensional CT scan or a 4D CT scan, and that basically takes multiple quick images of the patient's breathing and puts that all together into a, into a movie, basically, a, a CT movie. And so we're able to actually visualize the cancer moving in the lung, and we take all of that data information to say, okay, well, we know where the cancer is for most of the time, but we also know where it seems to move some parts of the time, and we need to take all of that into account. And so it's a very detailed step-by-step, slice-by-slice type precision uh, planning that's required in order to make sure that we uh, eradicate the tumor, especially at the edges, at the boundaries, because we know that's where cancers can fail. Because this is a moving, constantly moving organ, that's absolutely fascinating, Dr. Sampath. What is the difference for a patient if these are higher doses, shorter term? Does the patient feel anything different than conventional therapy? So what's made SBRT such an amazing uh, uh, treatment uh, that's emerged over the past 10 years and, how, and the reason why it's been so rapidly adopted is because of its favorable side effect profile. So patients are being treated from their perspective in a very similar way to what traditional radiation is. Uh, from their perspective, they're lying down on the treatment table and the machine is uh, um, delivering the same type of radiation that, 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 uh, that was given 10, you know, 10 years ago, but the difference is really invisible. Uh, you know, the amount going through is much higher. But remarkably, the patients, as they're getting the treatment, don't experience any different side effects as far as while they're getting it. Um, they're, uh, usually when I counsel patients, I tell them that because the treatment is so short, we really don't anticipate any side effects. Uh, they may be somewhat fatigued uh, toward the end of treatment or maybe even a month later. But actually, as opposed to traditional seven or eight week type of radiation where patients sometimes get acute side effects toward the end of treatment, uh, patients that are getting SBRT actually don't develop really any side effects during treatment. And so the, the follow-up after treatment is where we usually need to pay close attention and make sure that any side effects that can happen after get managed properly. Is there any redness or burning? Typically not. Um, basically, for something like the lung, the, uh, the tumors are very deep, and so the inherent physical properties of our radiation beam allow us to spare the skin. And, and so the idea is that there's very, very tiny, small beams called beamlets that actually can all be given in different directions. And what they do is they all converge at the site of the tumor. 
And so there's very minimal um, skin dose because of all the multiple entry points that we use. And so typically skin is uh, typically a, a usually not a problem. Dr. Sampath, where do you see this going? What other types of cancers might this be used for? So SBRT, the the initial site where SBRT was used, where it got its initial inspiration was actually in the brain. So stereotactic radiosurgery, or SRS, is another type of radiation treatment uh, similar to SBRT in the way that it's given, but it was delivered in the brain for many years. Uh, and so <clears throat> it was then taken from the brain and then moved to the rest of the body, and that's why the term SBRT was even coined. You know, the, they used, they had to, they put in the term body. Um, but uh, yes, it's being used for other areas such as the spine, so very uh, uh, delicately situated bone tumors in the spine that are close to, say, the spinal column, spinal cord. That's another area. Uh, pancreas cancer, uh, prostate cancer. Uh, and so these are, these are some uh, emerging areas that we're finding out that perhaps giving more potent treatments over shorter periods of time could be more effective than treating patients for longer periods of time. And in just the last few minutes, and what great information, Dr. Sampath, give us your best advice for people that are considering SBRT and really what you want them to know about coming to you for a second opinion or really what you like to tell them every day about this type of therapy. Well, I like to tell them that overall the side effects from SBRT are in general very low, uh, meaning that now we've developed a very long uh, track record from other institutions, our own institution, and really understanding what the normal organs can tolerate. And so what I tell patients is that there is a risk for some possible late side effects that can happen after radiation. So for example, in the lung there's a risk that we can cause some lung inflammation in the normal lung that surrounds the tumor. That's called a pneumonitis. In some lung tumors that are very close to the ribs, sometimes SBRT can cause the ribs to be a little bit weaker and result in a, in a rib fracture in less than 2 or 3% of cases. Sometimes the nerves that run along the chest wall can be inflamed from uh, SBRT and patients can develop a chest wall discomfort. Uh, what, I, what I tell patients is, you have to think about this from a surgical perspective, and, I, and I've repeated that multiple times to really drive the point home that, for example, with lung cancer, if, if a surgeon needs to get in to take out that tumor, they have to cut through the rib. They have to cut through the skin. They have to get to that tumor somehow and take it out. And so there's normal tissues along the way that need to be disturbed in order to actually get the cancer out. And so I really try to visual, I try to portray a visualization for the patient to say, okay, just like a surgeon needs to get in there and get it out, we're doing a very analogous thing with this SBRT treatment. And so when I put it that way, a patient seemed to really uh, grab onto that message. Uh, uh, they, they also usually are seeing a surgeon as well uh, to figure out what treatment option to choose. And so I think that really also helps them kind of figure out the pros and cons to both a surgery approach or a radiation approach. And tell us about your team at City of Hope. So we have a, uh, a very talented and multidisciplinary team uh, as far as radiation and our lung cancer program here. 
Uh, we have uh, very talented surgeons. Uh, we have uh, a large group of medical oncologists. And the way it works as far as patients getting SBRT is that they go through a multidisciplinary consultation with our surgeons, our, uh, our radiation doctors, usually myself, and then a, a medical oncologist. And even in the early stage patients that may not need chemotherapy, we make sure that most patients uh, see everybody. And so that way they know all the, all the roles that the various therapies play. Um, as far as radiation, our, onco- our radiation oncology department has very talented therapists that are very technically skilled at setting up the patients because it's very important that these patients are in the exact same position every day for their radiation because we only have five treatments. So, for example, over a week we give five treatments. Every treatment counts. It's, uh, and so we have to make sure that every day these patients are set up properly. And so we have very dedicated and talented therapists uh, to uh, make sure that whatever the doctor is trying to model and plan actually gets delivered. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Sampath. It really is absolutely fascinating. You're listening to City of Hope Radio, and for more information, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.